the parsha begins with the psukim of Brochus and Klolis. So many of the parshanim are on the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu uses the lotion Anoichi and uses the lotion Yochid. Anoichi is putting the stress on Moshe Rabbeinu and that alone is Tzorich Biyu. I believe that the Rechaim HaKadosh himself is being Oymen on it. When the Rechaim HaKadosh says, Rak Moshe Rabbeinu, Hoyoyocho lahamit lufneim es tu voilum azeh, Ulahagdil beineim es tu voilum aboa amiti. So Rechaim HaKadosh is saying there's some kind of stress that Moshe Rabbeinu himself is able to place that chashivas that he's trying to bring out here. So that alone needs Biyu. What does what does he mean by that? The lotion of Lufnechem, it's in front of you. Similar question could be asked, like Chazal asked in last week's Pausha. And of course the Gemara and Brochus, that's not a small thing. Yerushamayim is very complex and very difficult. So clearly, the lotion of Lufnechem also seems to imply such a lotion that it's right there, it's right in front of you. It's Lufnechem. You know, they say there's an altivot. It's a vertel. I don't know if it was a Maise Shoyer or not, but it's a famous vertel that they say that there was a European Sharov. He came, he immigrated to America. And he became a Rav in America. And the Tzibu, at that point, the Tzibu was on a certain Madrege, and they embraced the Rav. They looked up to him, and they they grew from him. When he passed on, they took from the next generation somebody who grew up in the shul. He should take over the last Rav. And the person they appointed really was like a like a Talmud of the first Rav. The Rav was his guiding light. What Rabbonus is supposed to be. Anyway, he's, he's in the Rabbonus for a couple of weeks. And a group of Balabatim come over to him and they tell him, Rabbi, we're not happy with you. They said, you know, I remember with the old Rav, Going back, he always gave us brachas. And Epis, with you, we're constantly getting close. You're cursing us. So the Rav was Epis, uh, he was taken back. What, what do you mean? No, you know what they were talking about. Anyway, Mitamol. They explained to him what's going on. They said, we know, we remember the old Rav. When the Rav would daven, you know, we would be quiet. When we finished Kriya Shema, we would be quiet. And I remember the old Rav, whenever the Rav, we would listen to the Rav, we would hear the Rav say the words, Laman Yirbu Yemeichem Vimeivineichem. He says, Epis Payu, 
we always hearing the words when we when we're waiting for you. So you're cursing us. <laughs> so the Rav, the Rav said he laughed. He said, Rabbi Sai, it's you. The brachas and clothes are there. The old Sibur, the Amoliki Yorin, they were Nishpa from the Rav. And they said Krishma Kohagin. They said Krishma properly, pronouncing every word. And the Mela, by the time they finished, the Rav was already holding by Laman Yirbu. He said, you guys mumble through it. By the time you finish, I'm still holding by V'chorah Hashem Bochem. So this is the vertical that they always used to say. That's Reya Noichi Noisin Lefneichem. The broken clothes is in front of you. It's up to you. But again, there has to be a, a deeper meaning of what Moshe Rabbeinu was conveying here. Additionally, the Gedoyle Achreinim ask, why does he use a Loshan Yochit? Re'ei. When in fact he's talking to Gantz Klal Yisrael. Taka uses a Loshan Rabbim as he goes on. He says, Lufnechem. He says, But the first words in the Pausha, the Re'ei Anoichi, start with a Loshan Yochit. So what's the pshat in that? What's the bill? So I would like to connect an idea which I'm gleaning really from the Archaim HaKadosh and tie it together with a question from the Beis HaLevi. And I heard this beshame the Beis HaLevi and I also heard it beshame the famous Imre Emes from Ger. That's found in the Parsh and Perik Yudal at Pasukhov base. So both the Beis Halevi and Imre Yemes ask, why does the Torah use a Loshan Kloli? It should say, Aser to Aser. You should take Meiser from the grain, not Es Tvuah When the Loshan is Es Kol Tvuah the Mashmoy says you're taking everything. When you, in fact, you're only taking a small percentage. And each one goes with a different kivun, how to answer this question. I just would like to tie it in to idea that I got from the Yorachayim, and it would it would explain this as well, what's behind the meaning of this Pasuk. Getting back to the Yorachayim, the Yorachayim HaKadosh says the following. He says that Moshe Rabbeinu was on a Madrege. This Pasuk, when he talks about Brocha and Klol and everything, he's telling Klal Yisrael basically, to put the emphasis on what's important in life. And like he says, says, to diminish, to diminish the Oilamazeh, and to enter and to enlarge 
and to value the Olam Abba. This is what the Rechaim HaKadosh says. Now what does it mean? He goes on to say, he was a Melech Kodl Gibo Vahoshim, and he was also a Boki in Olam Abba, because he went to the Shemaim, he was the only human being that was well, well versed in both worlds. That's what the Rechaim HaKadosh wants to say. He was well versed in both worlds. He knew this world. He was a Melech Gibov, Oshir. He had all the Milas. And he also experienced literally heaven. heaven. And Mamele, he was able to be that model. That's what the Rechaim is the way he sees this Loshan, I'm putting it right there in front of you, as only I can do, because I've seen it. The emesis that the Ramban in the Shara Gomu says a similar idea. He's talking about the Gemara and Brochus. The Gemara says, famous Gemara and Afyud Zion, Margula Bepumi de Rav. Rav used to say, Basically saying the next world is void of everything we know of in this world. And the only thing that's there is Sadikim Nenemi Zivashkine. Says the Ramban, Ritsoinai Loimari says, the Ramban says the Torah Dish is telling us that we should understand Shekiuma Noshim Azoichim, who beemtsos Ziva Kovit. Like it says in Mishle, The Ramban says that in the next world, what Chazal means is that they, they also need sustenance. But their sustenance is actually Olam That's their sustenance is Ziva Spirituality becomes the sustenance of how they exist. And the Ramban goes on to say a big Chiddush. And this is really the point that I think we could drive home from, from this Arachayim. And it ties into a Rebbe Chanan Vasaman as well. He says like this to Ramban. He says, He's quoting a Medrash Rabbe in Shmois that says, When he was in Shemaim, how did he survive? And it says over there, He was So Ramban says that Moshe Rabbeinu went to Shemaim he actually was still a physical being. After all, the Malachim called him a Yeludisha. They said, what is this earthling doing here? So Moshe Rabbeinu was a human. So how did he sustain himself? And Ramban is saying he sustained himself with the Ziva Ashkine. This is a very deep idea. Because I think what's behind these ideas of the Rechaim and the Ramban 
is we know that the human being is made up of a guf and a neshama. And each one has its tafkid, and each one has its needs. And we have a mitzvah deraisa to take care of our guf, just like we have a mitzvah deraisa to take care of our neshama. And the human being has the ability to either make themselves sub submissive to their neshama or chas v'sholem submissive to their goof and become more animalistic. When Chazal say in the Elam Abo there's no need for achil it's not so much that there is no physical but that the physical turns spiritual. And therefore there's a to the degree that even its very sustenance is different. In our generation, we were zeichet to see a tzaddik agodl, Rav Steinemann zeichet tzaddik levrochet. He didn't eat, basically. Not to say he didn't eat pechlal, that's not true. But in our standards, it's not that we would call him on a strict diet. He literally starved himself. We would call it starvation. If one would witness what his what his intake was, it's equivalent to starvation. But he was living on a different frequency. He was in the Shamimich. And Mimela physically he survived, and that time survived. Very healthy. He had tremendous longevity. Because he wasn't starving himself to death. He was sustaining himself beautifully with the Ziva That is what's being conveyed in this Ramban in the Shara Gomel. That we, almost in a physical way, can capture Olam Abo in this world. And it's true that Moshe Rabbeinu physically was taken up to Shemayim. And that's not a that's not a ride that any of us are privy to in this world. So it's true, Moshe had that had that flight of a lifetime that none of us have had. But conceptually, Moshe Rabbeinu going to Shemayim is something that every Jew can do. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Klal Yisrael. If you take a look at the Rambam in Luchos the Rambam says in Perakei Aloha Beis that every Jew, every Jew can reach a level like, like Moshe Rabbeinu. He says it's roy for a person to be a tzaddik and Moshe Rabbeinu. Or chas v'sholem a like Yeroven ben Now if you look in the Rebuchan of Asaman, in the Koivitz Ahoris, he has over there Biyure Agodas. And Rabbi Cholon says a fascinating thing. He says, of course, nobody could be Moshe Rabbeinu. It would be nourish for somebody to think that they could be a Moshe Rabbeinu. He says, when the Rambam says that anybody could be a Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, Afilu im yavod odom Elef Alfei Shono. If a person would 
would work for thousands of years and put all their koiches, okay, he would not reach to the kalsula of Moshe Rabbeinu. He wouldn't reach his toenails. He wouldn't reach the hems of Moshe Rabbeinu. So what does the Ramba mean? Rabbi Hanan explains that there's something called an Ever Hashem. Somebody who's on this world to serve Hashem. In that sense, Moshe served Hashem in totality. And every human being can be that, can be that Moshe Rabbeinu, can serve Hashem in totality, can be that as Hashemayim v'Esa'oretz, as Habrocha v'Esa'klola. Every person can, can taste that, can go up to that level. In as far as being a tzaddik in Moshe Rabbeinu, meaning in Ever Hashem like Moshe Rabbeinu. If that's the case, we could say that this level that the Gemara says in Brachas, that in Olam Abba, there's no Achil and Shtir, there's no Kinah, there's no jealousy, there's no disappointment, there's no depression. All of those attributes are ones that we could reach in this world. In this world, we could feel, we could sense that Olam Abba, we could become Nizayim, we could live off of spirituality to the degree that the physical stuff doesn't get to us. And if that's the case, our whole life turns into a bracha. Our whole life turns into one big blessing. When Yankee Vavinu went down to love on Arami, Famous Maimah that Yankiv Avinu had over there in Vayetze Yankiv Meber Sheva Vayele Chorono says over there Hashem came down, he had a revelation. Mamish, the gates of heaven opened up, and Yankiv wakes up in the morning and he says, Whatever you Hashem give me, I'm going to give back to you. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu said. Whatever you give me, I'm going to give back to you. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. That's what Yankee Vavinu said. The obvious question is, is that the best thing Yankee could come up with in base scale? That he's going to give Misa, which every single God-fearing Jew, Adayim Azeh, is busy with their Misa, is that Yaakov Avinu's end all, start all, and end all tefillah, getting up from base scale. There's got to be more depth to it. And I've had many explanations that I've given over the years to explain that, but I just want to tie it into this idea. When a person is involved in worldly in worldly activities, in commerce. If their mindset is, I'm here to serve Hashem, then everything that they have gets transformed because they're thinking on a different frequency. They look at their money as not only something which could facilitate a comfortable lifestyle for themselves, but something they could do mitzvahs and chesed with. They could serve Hashem. Everything gets transformed. The 
The concept of separating myself and literally making it like a percentage of what one earns is a concept of understanding that my earnings have a higher cause. My earnings have a have a higher purpose. And the miser is there not for the 10%. It's to transform the other 90% into something more godly. Memela, this answers the Gerebis Kash and the Beis Alevi. Aser to Aser, as called for Azaracha. The Miser is going to be transformed. Everything that you have is going to get transformed with your Miser Ksofi. And that's why he uses such a generic lotion. Everything gets transformed to that degree. And in a sense, there's Mamish a feeling of Oilam in this world. We call it Oilam in this world. You know, there's a Chsidish I'll end with this. The Rebbe Reb Melech and the Rebbe Reb Zisha, the two famous brothers, Tzadike Adoras, it was known that before their revelation, they went to Golos. And they went from town to town, from city to city, both for their own perfection and to perfect the environment. The Rebbe Reb Melech, when he later became the famous Rebbe Reb Melech, he told over his Hasidim that he remembered a particular inn that he went to when he described the inn in a particular city. And he said that the food over there that he ate was mamish from Gan Eden. It was unbelievable. The Chassidim, they never heard of this village. It was a small village. And surely they never heard of this inn that was completely an unknown. So the story just remained the story. But the Rebbe Reb Melech had a son, a famous son, Reb Lezel. Reb Lezel was the Bechor, he was the oldest son of the Noyem Elimelech. And he made a decision that sometime he's going to make the trek, he's going to hike to that village, and he's going to find that inn. And he wants to taste the food there, the Eilam Habe, the food that comes from Ganeid. Anyway, he made the trip and he finally found the village as described by his father. He found the inn. The inn was a little run-down inn and after doing some research, he found that the same family that ran it 20 years before when his father was there is still running it. An older couple that ran this inn. And this inn was falling apart. He couldn't believe that the food there would be anything unique. Anyway, he sat down for lunch. He ordered lunch. And he got a fadobna, you know, bread and water, paspa melech teichel. After he finished, he decided he's going to talk to the innkeeper. And the innkeeper was not around, but the old lady was around. He sat down with her. To the best of his ability, he described 
his father and his brother, his uncle, the Rebbe Melech and Reb Zisha. And he said, do you have a recollection that years ago these two holy Jews came by? And she remembered very clearly. And she told him, and again, this is recorded in the memoirs of Rebbe Lezer. She said, I remember those two men. She says, I even remember the very first time they came to my inn. And afterwards they would frequent it whenever they were here. She said, I mamish had nothing here. I had some flour and water. I didn't even have seasoning. She said, but something about those two men just gave off an aura of holiness. And I felt terrible that the only thing I could give them is literally unseasoned bread. She said, before I baked it, I went into a vinkle and I dive into Rabbanish and Rabbanish These are holy Jews. I'm a simple lady, but I, I can I can sense the holiness. These are holy Jews. She said, I ask you from Hashem, put in a Tamgan Eden into my food. She davened her banishlel. So Zacharain leg in a Tamgan Eden in the food. And she said that even as the bread was baking, she said it had an aroma that she never experienced. A Tam from in this world. The emphasis that that, what Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us here on a more simple level, is that the more spiritual we are, the better our Elam Haza is as well. It's not just what our Elam Haba is about. Life becomes much more of a pleasure. And every human being has their set of challenges. Every human being has their situations in life, their difficulties. But irrelevant of what your difficulties are, the Elam Haba Yidin have the same Ganadin taste in every day of their lives. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu starts off with a Lashon Yochid, Re'eh. Because even whatever your life is, in any, in any sense that your life is, in any situation your life is, you're going to still have that same bracha that is possible to experience by being an Olam Habemensch.